foundation at all. Now, the trouble's with your attitude. I don't like the fact that when, as soon as I walk outside of my house, it is going to be Niagara Falls running down the crack of my aunt. Shut up and sit down. Last time on the show. We, your wife and I, okay, we, we don't spend a lot of money on ourselves for us things. As you, as you sit in front of a wall of toys. So that's different. Um, and I'm not going to get into the intricacies <laughs> of why that's different. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was good. That was good. You <laughs> caught me with my hand in the cookie jar there, Dan. That's right. That's right. I did. Oh, my God. I know. I know. I'm such a piece of shit. Um, Not only are they, are, is it a wall of toys behind you, but it's like lit with LED lights. I know. Well, you, I got to make it fancy, man. <laughs> I got to make it fancy. Um, so, yeah, today he's back. The one and only Ruben. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Hey. Ladies all right, and gentlemen, all right, all you shut up. <laughs> Everybody shut up. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a special occasion, Ruben. You're launching something. Yes. I am. What are you doing? Have you ever stopped? Do you stop working? Do I stop working? Um, no, not really, bro. You know, I just, the nine to five, and then you're the dad, and then you're the comic book writer, mm -hmm. and you're the aspiring screenwriter, and, mm -hmm. you know, you I'm, just wear all, all I'm the all hats. of those things, too. I'm all of those things, too. I know. I, when I look at you, I see a reflection of myself. <laughs> Jesus, get a new mirror. <laughs> <laughs> God. Well, we're, uh, we're excited uh, to have you. We definitely want to hear a lot about the book today. That's why we're here, of course. Um, but Ruben, you know, that was a rim shot. It was a rim. You, it was a rim shot. That's what that was. You should download that noise too. I think I have it. Let me see if I have it. Uh, hang on. Uh, oh, this isn't. <laughs> oh, that's right. the, that's the sound of disappointment. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. But anytime I take my pants off. I just the yeah. studio audience is not happy. every time it's just like, oh, that's his penis. That's too bad. Anyway, so um, we know where we start with this, guys. We start with current events. Always. We talk about what the hell's going on in this world. And then um, when you come back after the first break, it's it's all about Ruben. And let's talk about his book. But Dan, what what have you seen recently? Um, I'm sorry. I was, um, fuck. I was, I don't know what I was doing. I don't want Seriously? to say it out loud. What have I seen recently? Like um, in the news, in life. I mean, I have a couple things, but. Well, most disappointingly, I mean, I think the biggest news is that, you know, Trump may not be brought to trial. Yeah. At, le at least in Congress. He could probably still face trials in his personal life. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the New York Southern District Courts, but I know that that's been an issue for a while. Um, yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I know the IRS and the FBI are still investigating lots of stuff, but, yeah, you know, we, we I wanted to see him go to trial within the, uh, the House of Representatives and Senate. I want to see him impeached to the point of not getting um, 
what's it, $450,000 a year for the rest of his life. Yeah. Service. For um, him and his kids. Yeah, him and his kids. I mean, I think that they're all, I hate the term crooks, but I mean, that's what they are. Yeah. Ruben? They're terrible, awful people. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. Well, you know, you know where I stand on the Trumps. And, and how huge fan huge fan yeah no i love him love love him um <clears throat> love to drown him um but um <laughs> no i mean it's it's pretty ridiculous what we're seeing right now you know we've got so many senators on 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 the far far right because they're not even you know they're not even republicans at this point no. you know in my mind um so you know you have the the the, the gop majority meeting with with trump this afternoon at mar lago and you know having drinks and 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 he set up some pseudo oval office you know uh, and some some moniker uh the office of the former president yeah like, i saw that like if you know he's important or something you know i i don't i don't really understand it um so to me it's just right now it's about these guys just standing up and saying, okay, well, we're okay with, you know, insurrection and treasonous behavior and, tra and, and, and trade trader behavior. Um, and yes. we're going to be okay with that. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and defend that mm -hmm. uh, and make sure that you guys don't take him to trial. So, because let's be real here, the Republicans are betting on Trump, right? They're betting on his brand. They're betting on him and, and his people and his followers, but, Let's be real here also, man. He's losing a lot. Of, he lost a lot of his his people, you know, yes. in terms of uh, in terms of uh, backers, you know. But but yeah, it's kind of weird, man. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I think that I, let me just interject there, Ruben. I I tend to disagree a little bit. I think that his maybe he he's lost some people. And I think maybe you're strictly talking about the idea of him, um, you know, mounting an insurrection against the Capitol. Um, but if that's all we're talking about, then, yes, he's probably lost a few of his followers. But I think a lot of them just dug their heels in. I think but, a lot of them are just saying, okay, he had to do it, or he was justified in doing it, or he didn't have anything to do with it to begin with. But to no, your, no, I agree. To both agree. your points, though, to both your points, Dan, I think you're thinking in terms of just Republicans and and I don't know, Ruben, you tell me if I'm wrong, but are, were you also meaning like like the PGA pulled out and mm -hmm. like he lost so many backers like he lost right. so many sponsorships? I think financially is where it's going to hurt him the most um, in terms of support. I meant, you know, far right groups like sure. the Proud Boys, um, you know, and things like that. Where we're seeing them you know, Q abandoning him and, and saying it's time to pack it up, you know, and move on and, and the proud boys calling him weak. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's, you know, and it's all falling out, you know, falling apart around them. You know, the yeah. proud boys leader today got found out that he's some like FBI, you know, top informant. I mean, if there's a, you know, he's master splinter of the, of the rats, you know? So, um, <laughs> Wait, what? Is yeah. What? Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. He's a, he's, he's a top, notch informant the guys the guys like you know he's he's brought down a ton of his own people and it, it's a crazy story but uh but yeah i mean i think wow. it's all just kind of like that whole narrative of like um you know these guys are patriots you know or fake treats like i like to call them they, fake they, they're treats. Just, i like that they're they're just you know mm -hmm. they don't they don't they don't really represent you know america they just represent trump right now but i think in in terms of like hardcore groups you're gonna see 
people, you know, people fall away from him because unless he unless he tries to get them back and gains their favor again, which is easy to do. These people are manipulated. You know, you can manipulate them. They're they're mush brain people. You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I I think what's scary, too, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's scary that there are so many ties to the rise of Nazi Germany and fascism because there was an insurrection attack years before the Nazi party ever took control. And my question is, there have been so many parallels and history loves to repeat itself that it scares me that this group did what they did. And then you look in history, what was it? The beer hall, something or other, the beer hall pushed pushed or something it's got a name to it but anyway it was some type of insurrection activity but it was well before the nazi party even started so my question is you know is biden and his team gonna be enough to stave off this rising hate and i i certainly certainly hope so no i i i don't think it is enough i think that there's We've pr pretty much gone too far. Um, I don't. I know that's cynical, but I mean, back to the original idea of of Trump not being tried for all this, and and we question ourselves, why is that happening? Well, that's because it it wasn't so much Trump lording over these uh, congressmen and women and senators. It's because their constituents were he had brainwashed all of these people all of their constituents against them so these republicans or whomever you want to talk about literally cannot vote with their conscience anymore because their constituency is lost yeah their constituency is still obsessed with trump still obsessed with far-right um politics so they they don't have a choice right it's, no, it's too I mean late so I, I, I do, when we talk about can Biden really turn the tide? No, but it's not on Biden. Who it's on, it's on these people to actually wake up and have real conversations. And it's yeah. also on the media. And, and I know that's a broad term, but let me just say this real quick. It's, it's the responsibility of places like Fox News and other conservative sources if you want to, if you want to spin things in a, in a conservative fashion, it's shitty and stupid, but yeah. fine. But stop, you know, perpetuating the lies. That's the big problem. I agree. I agree. I think that that's the biggest problem is is the repeating of lies. <clears throat> you know, um, uh, to 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 counter you, uh, do I think Biden is enough? Um, I think that he's the first step. You know what I'm saying? I think that right now we have a lot of companies who are stepping up big time and saying, OK, this is what we're going to do. You know, this is how we're going to handle this kind of speech. This is how we're going to handle this kind of misinformation. Um, and although that that might be a slippery slope, you know, I think that we have to we have to go with the stuff that makes the most sense. If you're if you're online spewing vile and hate uh, towards a specific religion or group or inciting violence, well, then I think at that point, you know, do you need a platform that that reaches 100 million people? You know what I'm saying? No, you know, like, I don't think so. Um, so again, but that's just on on the on the top level, right? That's just on the on, on like the superficial level. Yeah, the the deeper roots is going back into our politics and the fact that we have senators who 
are part of QAnon who do believe these wild conspiracies. We have guys who like Sean Holly, uh, who, uh, when he was 15 years old, wrote a, uh, a, a letter in defense of the, uh, I can't remember the which Oklahoma City it was. bomber. Oklahoma City bombers, uh, bomber, or, you know, he wrote in defense of these guys. Um, and, you know, this is a person who was outside of the insurrection, holding up his fist like, you know, he he was part of the army, you know. Um, so it's it's scary, man. It's it's a weird time. And I think that, you know, until we can get that out of like our politics, we're going to be in a dangerous place because mm -hmm. those people are going to continue to spin that that web. Yeah, and and on that, what is it, Bobbert? And then what's the other insane person? Um, there's two of them. There's two women right now. Yeah, that, one of them just got just got to get pulled to the side <laughs> uh, by like for, the GOP leader for her comments because they were just asinine. Like I'm not even I don't even want to look it up. Yeah, but. she's wearing uh, she she was wearing a face mask that said censored on it. Because her, she's thinking that conservative voices are being censored. And mm. the fact of the matter is, I mean, that's Facebook, Twitter. They did what they needed to do in terms of their own policies, and they are private entities. The fact that her her the fact that she doesn't have an understanding of this comes from the fact that she gets a podium with a microphone. And she gets to say whatever she wants. So where is she censored? Do you understand? Like, they're the these people, like everyone's like they're censoring Trump. Trump has an entire media wing of the White House that he can use to perpetuate his message anytime he wanted to. Well, not anymore. What I'm saying is back then, when they when they first cut him from Twitter. Right. People are like, I can't believe they're silencing the president. And someone's like, aren't they going to be mad to find out that the White House has a whole pr press wing? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, but oh, my God. How did presidents talk to other people when there wasn't any such thing as Twitter? Like people about, are saying that, you know? Yeah. We talk about this woman who wore the censored mask. But the question is, what is her motivation? Is it to actually, you know, get people to change their minds? Is she tr does she believe it is what I'm saying? Or, or is she doing this because of her constituents? When her constituents, the people that actually control whether or not she gets voted back in, see that she's wearing this censored mask, they're going to get their little tiny conservative pricks hard. I mean, that's what makes them happy, right? Right, right. So, so she's just she's playing just, to a base. Exactly. That's a good she's point. Playing to the base. That's a, and and that's and that's a good point. That's a very good point. And the thing is, for me, that bothers me. Being a a daughter, a dad, a girl dad. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, being a girl dad is that there's already so much stigma, hate, bullshit against women as it is, and climbing the way they need to climb. That these dumb fucking broads are not helping real strong educated women that are better than the three of us sitting here and yeah. and that's yeah. what i'm that's what i'm saying too that bothers me is like you know our, people are going to look at them and be like oh just some dumbass women and it's like no no that's not the that's not a fact they're just dumbasses regardless yeah, so of their orientation so they, we have the op we have the possibility that 
these congressmen and women who wear things like that are doing it to play to their base. But we've also heard New York Times um, reporters say that when they were with everybody during these insurrections and they were in a large room with all the senators and um, House representatives huddled up in a room together, uh, you see a lot, if not all, of the Democratic um, congressmen and women wearing masks, and then a lot of the Republicans not. And they, there's, I guess there's a video going around right now of, of when one of them tried to give masks to these, these people that weren't wearing them. And they were just laughed off. They're just like, oh, get the hell away from me. So even, even behind closed doors, they're behaving this way. So they're, that does lend credence to the idea that they just truly in their heart of hearts don't believe in any of it. And that's the so issue the, too, right? Yeah. Because they play to their base and then eventually they forget what their foundation is, what they were even voting for, what their policy politics are. And it just becomes what, what that person is saying and what their narrative has been this whole time is we want our country back. And when they say mm -hmm. that, they just mean we want white people to be the best again, you know? So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, how are you going to go about that? And, and, and they've shown us, they've clearly shown us, you know what I'm saying? And the parallel that they make of how, you know, because of the, riots and the burnings of, 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 of malls and small town and small businesses and things like that, mm -hmm. um, you know, versus the, the capital, how how us liberals take it to to and hurt our own community. But but these right wing fake treats go out to the government and take it to the government. And it's hilarious to me because it's like they're taking what to the government, a, a lie. Like that's what they were fighting. They were they, mm -hmm. they were they were yelling at the top of their lungs. There was multiple videos of guys amping up the crowd talking about they stole this election from us. We're gonna take our country back. And they're walking through those halls asking where those senators are. And according to the FBI, there were messages being sent to some of these guys, giving them explicit directions of how to get to where the senators were. Luckily enough, these guys couldn't get couldn't find the you know, they're way out of a wet brown paper bag. But, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, they're, they're, seriously, there's a video of like a bunch of them on the top part of the Senate in the Senate. And they they literally look down and ask the guy, hey, how did you get down there? You know, so it's like <laughs> they, they had no idea what they were doing. So it's yeah. one of those. It's just it's ridiculous. So it's, well, so it's they, a, lo a lot of that, you know, you have oh, the yeah. guard whose name I forget who who valiantly um, lured the mob away from the Senate hall. Yes, that, that he did. Um, and that's been promoted. Yes, that he has, um, which is fantastic. It's, it's absolutely fantastic, but I, I don't know. I guess like if I was a Senator or a representative or anyone that was in that building, regardless of Democrat, Republican, whatever it is, I would be super scared because even if they weren't coming for me, if it's this easy for them to come for them over there, how easy would it be for them to come to me? You see what I'm saying? Like if we're, if they're allowing this behavior, it right. degrades everything and they're not understanding the opposite side of that coin is can you what if it was a bunch of liberals out there well they don't believe liberals have enough um chutzpah yeah chutzpah to <laughs> to do it they don't believe that 
because real real liberals are too busy podcasting at night. <laughs> we got podcasts, okay? We got herbal teas. We've got we got, we got rants to go on. Yeah, exactly. We don't have time we, to storm any capitals, and they know that. Go to, we're going to Whole Foods, not the ammo store. <laughs> yes. Loading up on granola, That's not right. on hollow points. <laughs> exactly. Um, we, we're a peaceful people. <laughs> but no, look, I mean, the, the truth is the truth. Look, you know, go back to the BLM uh, protest in in Washington. You know, the Capitol steps were lined with 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 army soldiers. I hate those photos jackets and. You know, so that's how they respond to liberals. That's how they mm -hmm. respond to injustice, mm -hmm. but to insurrection and to rioting. Well, look, you know what? I'm not I'm not going to totally go ham on them because they have gotten a lot of these fools um, and arrested them. I, I'd like to know what the follow up is um, yeah. on most of these people. I'm enjoying watching them cry online, talking about Mr. Trump, <laughs> come, save, come save me. I can't yeah. believe you left me. He doesn't um, give a fuck about them. You know, he pardoned. He pardoned Kodak Black, Lil Wayne, the guy who started Death Row Records, but he left all his insurrection buddies high and dry. The guys who he told 20 minutes before or an hour before they went and did that stupid shit that he was going to march with them, that he yeah. was going to go down there with them. Yeah, I love and I love that so much. It's just like, you know, uh, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, like, help me, you know. <laughs> like not like wrong. nope not gonna happen and it's just like it's it's frustrating that these people think that they're the same like that that he owes them something or he doesn't give a fuck about you at all in fact there's no people he hates more than his own people he fucking despises the type of people that love him and they're like oh he's just so great and he's gonna and this is this was one thing i found out that i love the irony the sweet irony so trump created trump and his administration created these ridiculously ridiculous laws for domestic terrorism aimed at antifa What's amazing and fantastic is that he put these laws into place and now the insurrectionists actually broke the laws he put into place and they're suffering the domestic terrorism consequences right. of the laws created by the guy that they were that, there that, to save right, that he that he sent in. It's it's amazing. It's it's. It's wild. And they don't even put that together. That's not true. Just because you say that doesn't make it not true. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Are you aware of the reasons uh, that were given for the lack of security detail on the 6th of January versus the BLM protests? BLM filed the right paperwork and got the right permits to do it. They knew that they were coming due to that. And that's why the military was fucking there. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if the insurrectionists, maybe some of them got permits, maybe some of them mm -hmm. didn't, but they expect that they were all white people so that they didn't need that much because you don't want an angry black people. Oh no. But have you, have you heard what I'm saying is, have you heard the, <clears throat> the official reason? No, I haven't. So the official reason given was that the Department of uh, Justice or whomever it was was saying that what happened during the BLM protests and all over the country, even not even just Washington, was 
that the response was too barbaric. It was too over the top. And there were there was plenty of intel knowing that thousands of people were going to be marching onto the Capitol steps. And so the National Guard, et cetera, that was very slim because they didn't want to it's it's a PR move is what I'm saying. They 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 overdid it with the BLM protests, and so they're trying to scale it down. But and that's it, the irony. That's the that's the great irony of it is that it should have been the opposite way around. And the and of course it's the white people. You know what I mean? Right. When the white people come. God, I hate white people. And so they're, I can they're say trying. That. They're trying to take the race out of it, out of the optics. They're saying it had nothing to do with race. It was just that we overdid it before, and now we're trying to underdo it. They've been trying well, to take that out of the optics since slavery, Dan. Like, right. you know, yeah. it, it's just like, no, no, he loves being a slave. It has nothing to do with him being black. You look at the field, and all of them are black. It's just like, right. what? Yeah, but he's the strongest. That's his friend. That's his dad. They're... Listen, there's it's a family business. They're, right. they're, family business. They're singing, right. they're having a great time. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. you know, hey, where are you going? Yeah, hey, right? where are you going? Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're like, where? <laughs> oh, shit. It's like the shit out of me. You know, that's what that's what I'm saying. It's it's just like for so long, and people like I don't know, you know, white privilege. I wasn't privileged. No shit. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what we just talked about just now. Well, I just uh, let me just say this it, it, to to sum up my feelings about not going after every single one of these motherfuckers, not overreacting, uh, not putting everybody involved in in jail for what they did. Um, to be clear, thousands of people that believe they were being patriotic, but were in fact breaking the law. Uh, they were in fact domestic terrorists. Because they're pushing a political agenda and using violence to do it. Yes. Um, broke into the Capitol building that they claimed was their building, but they what what they weren't understanding was that it belongs to all Americans. Yes, all. And that these these people were not so much a fringe movement, but a large movement enough that they that's not really fringe, but it's it's big, but it's not the majority. And. And so when they say it's their building, it wasn't their building. It's everyone's building. And they broke the law. And by and by breaking in, they they also bludgeoned a police officer to death with a fire extinguisher. Blue lives matter, Dan. But can you imagine? That? I'm not talking about accidental fire or even a gunshot. Just like get the fuck out of the way, cop, and oh, then kill him. That bludgeoned to death. And that in that case, it, they were more like blue lives brain matter. Right. And there's another African-American um, uh, Capitol Police inside of the building um, that was called the N-word over 15 times. Yes, it's 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 fucked. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. What is that? So so people that are defending these people, if, if race has nothing to do with it, why was someone defending the Capitol being called the N-word that many times? I was one of the main. I was one of the main guys wearing a uh, a Camp Auschwitz T-shirt. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, these people were there to to kill people, man. Like that's that's the problem is that if they would have found them, they would have killed them. They yeah. were chanting "Hang Mike Pence." They were building. They were building. You know. Uh, they had gallows outside. They had gallows outside. Like, um, 
if they would have got into, uh, you know, any of these people, Pelosi, uh, Cortez, I, I do not have any doubt in my mind mm -hmm. that those people would have died. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Without they, a doubt. <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah, and there was a mob, there was a mob mentality. I mean, it was just, it gained too much momentum. You don't break into the Capitol building just so you could yell at somebody. It's not how that's not how it was gonna end. No, that's not how that works. That's not no, how they, that they, works. They, there's a there's a guy on camera that said, "Well, we're here. We might as well set up a government." What the fuck? Like, idiot. like they really thought that they were gonna keep that building and that Trump was gonna walk in and praise them and give them jobs or something. I don't know. Hand out golden <laughs> dildos. Yeah. Take out his hand out his coins. His yeah. Trump because he can't his sell them. <laughs> <laughs> he goes he goes in there and hands out the Trump coins. He's like, one for you, one for yeah. you, and one for you. Hey, you give him your coin. I'll give him my coin. <laughs> you know, like it's they're just it's just one fucking stupid fucking fest after another. And you know, it, it's just retarded that we have to deal with it. I was, you know, I was in a chat room um earlier on with a group of friends uh throughout the whole four years. Um in and out because you know i couldn't take the the lunacy sure um and you know finally when biden won you know i, I came i went back in i had my friend i had me back into the chat so i could drop some some biden pictures and some uh... pictures and just you know mess with them and uh, i stuck around for a couple of days just to listen to you know because these guys are staunch trump supporters um and just listen to what they had to say and just listening to them deny the the victory uh, sit there and say that the, the the that there were millions and millions of ballots that were inaccurate that were stolen from trump um the fact give me that, one photo give me one so, give me one thing honestly it would take one thing to to prove you wrong ruben one literally one thing it's just and you know, and, and, I, and I sit there and I, yeah, and I ask for that and I say, okay. and they bring back these articles, you know, from these, from Giuliani talking about the, the poll workers disappearing. And, and I'm like, there's no proof of that, man. There's no proof of that. And they're like, yeah, that's because the media is bought. And I'm like, so the Supreme Court justices are bought and all the judges in the states are bought and the Republican leaders in the Republican mm -hmm. states that Biden won, those all of them are bought. And at the end of the day, we didn't even we didn't even landslide the victory the whole way through. We, we waited to have a runoff in Georgia so that we could take the majority. No, no, we really kept up the drama. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, really, you can't even write it any better than that. So to me, it's just I don't know where we go from here, man. You know, like we need a what was it? Jack Nicholson said it in Batman. This town needs an enema. This country, <laughs> this country needs an enema so we can get rid of all of that bad shit. No, you're you're exactly right. And I'm so glad he brought up Giuliani with his one point three billion dollar lawsuit. I, I love that. And someone on the someone on our page was like, oh, yeah. You know, feel bad for the billion dollar company that's suing him for a billion dollars. And I said, when he's slandering with absolutely no proof, that company has every right 
to sue him, especially mm-hmm. since he has no proof. And they know he has no proof, which is why that number is so absurd. $1.3 billion, because they know that there is, first of all, there people don't understand a lot of this stuff. Number one, he's not, they're, he's, they're not yeah. going to get $1.3 billion. He is no. not going to be able to pay that. And the court he is doesn't never, have it. The, the court he's is $180 million gonna, in debt. He doesn't have a yes, billion dollars. He doesn't have anything. But, but that's what makes it that much more hilarious is they asked for that much money because they know that there's no way they're going to lose. <laughs> right. Right. He does have Trump coins, though. I don't know if you guys heard. Yeah. He does have Trump coins. Uh, Let me tell you, that was, that was good. Well done. Can Can you buy <laughs> stock in Trump stakes? <laughs> he woke you up reached. that morning and saw that article that they were suing him, and he started just squirting hair dye. Like, yes. he was just... <laughs> all over the place it's 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 great it's so great but the thing is so he this is one thing that always bothered me guys is he they said the dominion machines cheated the dominion machines flipped votes okay then so what about all the republicans that won on the same exact ballot and people rocco you're never gonna let that go i'm not gonna let it go because that is the entire thing that destroys any argument you have completely if they were why would they even need to waste an entire month in georgia if they could just literally flip ballots if they could just rig an election why would they even need to have runoff voting for it to be believable dan yeah okay well yeah there's just such bullshit and this country it's it's like you we have so much we have the department of justice we have the pentagon we have all kinds of intel we have like there's 350 million people in this country and a lot of them in the government are looking in everything that you do and, and watch Dunkin Donuts right now knows what I'm doing. Like if, if there's an app on your phone from a retailer, they know where you are. They know what you look at. They know what you do. Everything is being watched and seen and recorded. And there's no, and we've said it before, no evidence of any of this bullshit. Right. But in Russia, there's a guy who has been running against Vladimir Putin and recently he got poisoned uh, a military nerve agent was put on the inside lining of his underwear and when he was on a flight somewhere he started gagging and throwing up and freaking out they emergency landed in what? some other town yes they get this is this is a guy who was gaining momentum against vladimir putin and and they put him in a hospital, and in the hospital, they're just like, okay, we saved his life and everything, but he's in a coma, and we don't want to let him go because, like, you know, we're the Russian government, and, you know, we don't want anything to get out. So he gets extradited or whatever it is to Germany. He gets better in Germany and then decides to go back and then mm-hmm. finds out they do some some research, and they find out that, Someone pretended to be someone else on the phone and recorded this whole conversation. Yeah. And then got these other people literally to admit that they were following this guy forever, the government was, and that that's how they found out they put it inside of his underwear. They literally admitted to it over the phone. So in other countries, democracy is literally a sham and yes, is, is proven that there is conspiracy it's proven that shit is is fucking bullshit and and all this stuff is out in the light and 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 here in this country there's zero proof of anything yet everyone's convinced well i watched a youtube video right (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> this guy on the internet said, you must not be a follower of Patriots of America YouTube page because <laughs> right. they tell you everything. They declassify files. Yes. They, you know, the lizard people, Dan, look, mm -hmm. lizards like pedophilia pizza and um, they who only doesn't? wear. That's not fair. Who doesn't? <laughs> People who like pineapple on their pizza. I mean, <laughs> either you sure. like pedophilia on your pizza or pineapple. <laughs> on your um, we should, that's fucked up. Um, nobody's ever going to read my comic books. Um, but, <clears throat> uh, but no, seriously, I mean, like this is this is the things that we have to deal with, man. Like this yeah. is the crazy. Like I was talking to my friend. My friend called me like. And, and I still call him my friend because I've known him for so long. I love his daughters. He's, he's, a, he's a good man. He's just, he's been, he's gone down the rabbit hole, man. He's gone down the rabbit hole, you know? And uh. he's not offensive about it, but he's also very just like very, as a matter of fact about it. So, you know, he calls me and he, he tells me, oh, I'm, I'm calling to congratulate you. And I'm like, why are you calling to congratulate me, man? You know, I didn't, I'm not, I didn't win presidency. You know, I'm not, I'm not the president. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm like, congratulate America, bro. Like, we we made a good choice. We're we're gonna move forward. And he's like, ah, I don't know if America made that choice, man. You know, they they, they, they that's not too clear about the voting. And I'm like, and it, it just you know spun out of control into a crazy <laughs> conversation about like all these theories and you know. And I'm like, where are you getting this stuff? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, where are you getting this stuff? Where is it sending to me? Let me know, because yeah. you know he's like, no, it's just you idolize these people. No, I don't I idolize politics. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What I do is respect politics. I, I think Facts. that there is there is a level of 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 respect that you should give that, you know, going back to the beginning. All of these men were fucking flawed men. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Right down to our founding fathers right now up until these people. These people are flawed. They're not perfect. Exactly. Like everyone. You can. Right. But you can pick out a few and say, you know what, man, I like what that person's talking about. And you can do your research on them and you can find out what they're doing. And yeah, maybe behind closed doors, you don't know. They, they like to fucking wear other people's skin. I don't know. But the truth of the matter is, is that you have to have a little bit of hope, right? And I guess being a nerd, being a Star Wars fan, that's something that I've always had is hope that these yeah. people that are put there by us do have our best interests in mind and do want to do something great for us. And I think that in a lot of ways, we've We've, as a society, we've turned around and given them this this obscene amount of power. Like they're like Superman level powerful, you know. They pull all the strings, and we don't have anything. We can't do anything about it. And I don't think that's necessarily true, you know. Very well said. Thank you, Ruben. Rock, can you I, hear me? I can hear you fine. Okay, good. I'd say that that sums up a lot of our feelings. I uh, agree. How are we doing on time? Oh, I think we should definitely go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Ruben's uh, new book coming out. Uh, can't wait. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Serenity now! From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're don'tforgetatowels.com your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel.
So folks, this is a PSA from Critical Mass. It's a mental health PSA. Is being a father, a husband, a breadwinner, a coach, an emotional support dog, a trainer, a carpenter, a tutor, is all these things getting to you? Ask your doctor about assisted suicide. <laughs> Honest, honestly, it's probably time to end it all. Critical mass is on your side. Make it an assisted suicide. Uh, Thank you. Oh, uh, I I don't even know. I don't. <laughs> Just wow. Um, got, okay. Papers for that? You guys? You guys got certified? You're allowed to do that? I just listening to the show, I think, really not, just makes you want to kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> we're not certified to do it. We're just endorsing the idea. Exactly. So if you're uh, going to do it, do it with a partner. Right. Right. Yeah. Do it with a friend. Um, there's a there's a state that allows that, isn't there? I think Washington doesn't like you can go to Washington and like. Ask the doctor to like cavort. I think federally it's still illegal, though. So the yeah. question is whether or not, you know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, now that we're there's all youth in, there's euthanasia and then there's assisted suicide. The difference is that euthanasia is when a doctor does it to you. Assisted suicide is when the doctor kind of tells you how Dan, to do it. Dan, I don't care. To be honest, how the fuck do you not know how to kill yourself? Dan, I don't care about I've the youth it. in Asia. I don't care about the youth in Asia. Okay. I care about <laughs> the people in America. Okay. Donald Trump. Anyway, moving forward. Today we have Ruben with us. Um, and the reason yeah. he's here is he is promoting his Kickstarter. The Kickstarter starts when? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. And the name of the book is this this is the illusion witch, or no? This yeah, is this is this is the illusion witch. Okay. So um don't don't go crazy because i want people to buy this but give us a little bit what is the illusion which i'm a comic book reader you know um dan doesn't know how to read um but give us like I, a little i look at the pictures and she's hot that there you go um give us a little snippet give us a little little taste of the illusion which if you don't mind um so you know, what if like, you know, C.S. Lewis and Houdini sat down to write a comic book, you know, like what, what okay. would that look like? Um, and 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 really uh, deeper than that, just deeper than a tagline. Um, you know, it's a it's a personal story. It's a story about emotion, about trauma, about disconnecting from, you know, people and and, and life itself um, and kind of masking that with success and material things and really just retreating you know into oneself and not not expressing any sort of real emotions and things like that <clears throat> and what that's what that does to a person wow so so the illusion isn't so much about creating illusion for other people but for yourself um yeah i mean there's there's a lot of illusions i think with adia Locke, which is which is the the hot girl you know, that you said that, that you like, you know, um, I who, like her boobies. Yeah. Right. right. Um, the, the truth of the matter was, is, is, you know, Adia was, is, is a tormented person. She's been through a lot of personal grief. Um, so her outward appearance, uh, is, is definitely, uh, a, a weapon or an enhancement, so to speak, to be able to live that life of just disconnection, just very superficial. Um, she knows she's beautiful. Other people find her beautiful, men, women, um, and she's not, you know, discriminatory. She she loves both. Um, so she's 
very much um, you know enthralled in herself and in her in her career. Uh, she's a world-renowned illusionist uh, who is at the height of her fame. Uh, but again, dealing with a lot internally that uh, she just kind of drowns out drinking and with you know off-the-cuff remarks and and kind of keeping people at arm's distance. Okay. I, I love the way all of that sounds. So I, you know, how someone's listening right now, uh, tomorrow, you said tomorrow, the Kickstarter starts. Um, how do they get in on that? What are, can you tell us some of the levels? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we're saying tomorrow. I don't know when the when the show is going to air. If you're going to do it tomorrow, so January twenty so, eighth is there you go. It's going to launch. Thank you. Right? Uh, <laughs> January twenty eighth, it's going to launch. It's going to run for thirty days. You know, it's going to be on Kickstarter, so you can go on there and search the Illusion Witch. Uh, you can watch my video where I nervously tell you a little bit about the book and you know my excitement <laughs> about releasing it uh, very awkwardly. Uh, and yeah, man, I, you know we got physical tears. Uh, we got a great. Um, uh, cover artist uh, Stan Yak, who is like, you know, the epitome of all Kickstarter variant covers. He's the one doing them. Everybody mm. loves his covers. So I got him to do one. Um, we've got that. Uh, Andrea Erico is, is our main artist. He's done a lot of uh, Zenoscope good girl art in terms of like just those sexy front pinup covers that you see on Zenoscope uh, uh, comics. He's the one that's, you know, he does. He's done a few of them. Uh, and he doesn't have a lot of interior work. He did some stuff for Behemoth Comics on Hot, uh, Hotline Miami, but this is going to be, uh, if I'm not mistaken, his like full first interior book. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to have him on. He's a great artist. Hell yeah! Uh, so you'll be you'll be able to see the art on on the Kickstarter. Uh, we've got shirts. Uh, we I got some custom wooden co coasters that uh, that my friend. He's like a woodworker. Guy's yeah. a, a beast. He's, he did a cutting board for the agency for me. Uh, he did oh, yeah, I saw that. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, beautiful stuff. So, so we're going to have that stuff there. And uh, and yeah, man, I mean, the the book is not just, you know, all emotions and things like that. It definitely has uh, a level of fantasy. There's 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 some magic in there. You know, Adia gets pulled into to a very fantastical adventure where she awesome. does have to face some of her demons. So, uh, you know, it's not all tearjerkers and and facing uh and, and and dealing with trauma there's a lot of adventure there and and things that she's gonna have to go through that are gonna kind of parallel to having to deal with those emotions you know and have and bringing those things up no uh, sure that that sounds awesome and to be honest with you i can't wait to read it um because you know here at critical mass we're gonna be i mean it's not much but we're gonna be uh you know contributing to your kickstarter because I just how can't about, wait. How does a million dollars sound? <laughs> One million dollars. Let's go make a movie, bro. Let's go. Wait, wait Dan, 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 wait. I don't have that. I got to move checking accounts around. Oh, I can't. Rocco, <laughs> Rocco, Rocco. We're splitting that, obviously. Oh, okay. That makes it so much better. <laughs> you guys um, got in on the GameStop account. So you're on the GameStop yeah. stock market. All right. Yeah. So, Keeping secrets. So uh, this uh, this is this is a number one, right? This is a mm -hmm. number one. Now you you're the writer. Um, right. So what what was your inspiration for Illusion Witch? What what started where you were like, I'm I'm gonna do, you know, maybe Witch Illusion, maybe no, no Illusion Witch. That's it. That's what I want to do. And you wrote this. Where does that? Where in your head does that come from? 
Okay, so I, he stole that from me. That was my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought Dan was saying that I stole the illusion witch from him. I was like, yeah. man. I was like, damn, okay, that, did I? Did we talk about it on an earlier podcast? And it I'll, just like, I, I, I drew something on my basement walls. I'll show you later. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's, of, it's made of feces and blood. <laughs> but I didn't call it the illusion witch. I called it something much darker. <laughs> oh, my God. And I we'll do that off. I won't go yeah, into we'll, it now, but I'll show you later. <laughs> show okay. us off air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, off air, off air. We'll do that off air. Um, man, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I was having a conversation. I do recall like the earliest memory of like uh, wanting to tell a, a a grounded story, which was I was having a conversation with a with another creator named Bob Sally, and he was like, "Man, you love magic." He was like, "You should do something with like an illusionist or something," and. I was like, yeah, that, that sounds cool. And I was like, what, what can, what can I do with an illusionist? And I started to think, and, and, and there wasn't really anything that, that came to mind in terms of like, um, like the agency, you know, where there was, you know, there's an organization that deals with magical crime and so on and so forth. And, you know, I just couldn't really figure out what kind of story I wanted to tell. And then, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I started thinking about like, my mom and like where that strength came from to like raise three boys and like go through the things that she went through, you know, coming from Cuba, you know, having my father divorce her and leave her and, 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 and having to really make it on her own. And I, I said, man, you know, I've been thinking about this the, the wrong way. I've been trying to write a male character, you know, and, and, and uh -huh. it kind of just jumped at me and it, and I like it that just, dawned on me and i realized that what i needed to do was tell a story with a female and uh and a, and, and a woman who can kind of both be brash be playgirl and be vulnerable right have this kind of fine edge where all of the storm and turmoil is right underneath all the shiny you know beautiful you know facial features and and the clothes that she wears and the illusions that she's pulling off uh but there's this this broken person inside um, and it's, it's not easy, you know, to, to kind of deal with those things, I think, because as a woman, um, I think for women, you, you, they, you have to be strong all the time. You know, I saw my mom be strong all the time. You know, I never once saw her cry, even when she found out she had cancer, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was a strength to the end, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, um, yeah. and and that to me was was at that point, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And so I went writing and I said, OK, I want this person to to deal with uh, death and, and insecurity and, you know, all of this just bad. Um, I want them to have to deal with it so that they can grow and come out the other side a better person. Right. No, like, you know, crazy situation just just reaffirmation of who i am and how i can you know be better uh and i said okay how do i do that you know because this person just doesn't care they've been through too much you know um they don't have the will to want to change they just they're they're fine with how things are now uh and then i thought okay well what if there's you know something that they had to do there was no other choice like it's you and the reason why it's you is A, B, and C. And if you don't do it, it's going to affect everything around you. Mm. And you may not care anymore, but you care about doing what you do, right? You care about the bottle. You care about the money. You care about the fame. 
well, if you want to keep doing that, you're going to have to do this. And that's where like the whole fantasy C.S. Lewis comes in where uh, she ends up being taken to this fantasy world called Sarai. And for reasons that I won't go into right now, uh, she was chosen to save Sarai. And in going through that adventure of saving Sarai, um, she'll learn things about herself that she didn't know, or maybe that she did, but that she buried way too deep to ever, you know, bring them out on her own. Um, so these experiences and the people, people that she meets um, will, will make her a stronger person. I personally love the complexity of your writing, um, you know, especially in in a comic book and comic books are very complex, but I would imagine that it's difficult to get the point across always with the cloud bubbles. So to be able to really achieve that complexity in that finite frame, I mean, Dan, I have to ask you, I mean, I know you're not a regular comic book reader, but you know, what are your thoughts? Well, I was just going to ask Ruben to take us through the process of what it's like to actually write a, a comic book. How does that look? Are you going, do you take a blank sheet of paper and then draw six little cubes and then have a rough sketch of like what is happening with the bubbles? Or do you just like open up word and just like write a story? Like, how does that work? Great question. You know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I, I treat it similar to like a, uh, a movie script, you know? So I'll say page one, you know, uh, stage, uh, Addie Locke is surrounded by mirrors. She's screaming at her assistant. Um, and then I'll break it down. I'll break that, that page down panel by panel and what's happening. Like she walks up to the assistant, she's got her hand raised and I'll have the dialogue there. So I kind of break it down panel for panel. Other comic books, other, uh, they have a Marvel way where like they'll give the artist the general you know, idea of what's going on on the page. Like, hey, she's arguing with somebody on stage and there's mirrors everywhere and we want like four or five panels because it's dialogue heavy. Make sure you leave a lot of room um, where they don't get any dialogue on the script. They just get emotions and, and reactions like Spider-Man, you know, flipping through buildings and things like that. Like they don't get any of the dialogue. But with indie comics, um, I like to give my artists like all of the dialogue. I like them to read the book so that they can kind of figure out who these characters are, um, you know, because they, they aren't mine anymore, right? Like they aren't just mine anymore. Like now I'm taking it, now I'm asking this, this artist and this colorist to come in and, the, you know, this letterist to come into my sandbox and build with me. So the, the characters, even though they originated up here in my head, they start to become a little bit of the artist. They start to become a little bit of the colorist because they all bring a different layer to the book. So, you know, when my artist comes in, he can tell me, yeah, what do you want Adia to look like? And I can send him reference pictures all day. But when when he puts his spin, when he touches pen to paper and he creates Adia, like mm. that's when he's bringing her to life. You know, so that's his contribution, you know, to all the characters and the things that I'm putting on paper. Um, and then my colorist comes in and makes it look alive and real, you know, and it gives these people, you know, an identity and, you know, they're not just black and white anymore, you know, and then our letterist gives them life, you know, and a, and, and a voice. So yeah. all of these people are contributing, you know, one step out of time. <clears throat> but so I love the comic book making process. It's one of my favorite things to do in the world. And like, even if tomorrow I, I hit it big as a, you know, as a screenwriter, I, I think, you know, even, or a TV writer, I think that I would still make comic books you know at every every moment that i got 
That's yeah. I get I get that sense from you, Ruben. That even if you were in prison, you'd be making comic books. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Please, some some please, people would make please. wine. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet comic books. Letters. I mean, I would yeah. have to find an artist and all of them. You know, but I would be a storyteller. Yeah. I would make myself very. I'd be like, guys, gather around. I got a story yes. to tell. You know what yes, I'm saying? Like, I would be the the bard that. with. You know, like I don't know how to play guitar or anything like that. But like right. with a banjo. Right. But like I would find somebody that did, so they could be some ambiance, and I would make myself yeah. indispensable because. Right. Right. Like you want a storyteller in, in jail. You want to be able to close your eyes and go somewhere else. I don't want to. Absolutely. You know, like nobody wants to ruin this mouth. Don't ruin Ruben's mouth. He's oh, a good God. Storyteller. <laughs> oh, geez. You know, he's they're a not, good storyteller. He's they're not an ass man. They're no. not coming <laughs> into your cell just being like. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Right. Listen, we have a huge prison uh, population following, and a lot of prisoners like to listen to our podcast. And now they know. Well, they're well, like, let me make the distinction the mouth and the ass, because Dan brought up a good point. So please, the mouth and the ass do not destroy on the storyteller because. It impedes, you know, it impedes the thought process and the, you know, the story making abilities, you know, because once you've been, you know, well, you I, let me put it that's all way. you think about, you know, don't hurt his mouth and don't hurt his hands. Can you can you imagine that they're like, he like can uh, a, he can take a good pounding in the ass. They're, they're like, come in, Ruben's about to tell a story. Glass of wine. Making that tournament line. Um, (laughs) But um, something you said, Ruben, that I, I, um, being someone that's, you know, re re finding his love of comic books, which I have um, since really joining our group, Ruben, our group of guys. um, And now I read comics daily um, and I have to, and I buy comics probably three times a week now. Um, because you, you have to, you got to stick with it. If you don't, you'll miss a big chunk of the story. That's how they get you. Right. But right. something that I, I learned is the letterist, how important the letterist is. You don't really know this unless you've read start started reading as many comics as I've now read. I now, because of the letterist can tell what their voice is like. Mm-hmm. Right. And I never like I didn't put it until reading for so long. I was doing it in my head without even noticing I was doing it and then going, why was I? Why? Where'd that come from? Then you look at the lettering mm. and you realize how important now that that letterist is. It really it really gives your characters their voices. You know, they're real. The voices in your head that letterist gives you. And it is a beautiful thing it, to me. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I got lucky. I got a really great letterist, uh, Dave Lentz, who is just brilliant um, all the way around. He's an artist, colorist, graphic designer, um, you know, and uh, a fucking word balloonist, as we would say, as we as we joke around with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does an amazing job, you know, and, and I'm excited to have him on the book. Uh, just a few pages that he's lettered so far uh, look excellent. And, uh, and, and they really... It's one of these things where uh, 2021 is so important to me because I want to be able to get to where I was back in 2015, where I had the agency in Diamond Catalog. You know, the book was on comic book shelves. Comic book stores were ordering those the, the books. So, you know, my life kind of took a little dip. You know, I went through my own personal trials and tribulations, my own sure. crucible. 
and now I'm back. And Illusion, which is is really one of the books that I'm looking so forward to pitching to publishers, um, you know, after we go through through our first Kickstarter, because I want to be able to show them, you know, the entirety of the book and be, you know, even though some of them don't ask for it, but it's one of those things where it's just like, I'm just proud of this, this particular series and where it's mm. going to go. Um, so it's, I, don't be shocked if I, if I come into our group screaming one day and say, hey, this book got picked up by a publisher because I'm going to be pushing hard. Dude, I, and you know we will all be so very proud of you. Um, so and but, I'll I'll take I'll take at least sixty percent of the credit. <laughs> of course, well, yeah, right. being on Critical Mass obviously is what's going to launch you. Yeah, right. um, but right. um, through the stratosphere, exactly. Yeah. Do you have um, publishers in mind? Anyone large? Anyone we would know? I mean, or I would, would know. you know, <clears throat> I would say I'm I'm going after you know, everybody really that's available okay. to, to, to pitch to, you know, I'm going to pitch it to image. I'm going to pitch it to dark horse. I'm going to, you know, boom. I wish I could go to boom. Boom. Doesn't take submissions. Oh. You kind of have to make, you have to kind of make noise on Kickstarter. So, you know, and, and on social media. So hopefully, you know, as this Kickstarter goes, I'm going to, you know, kind of try to be annoying and like just hashtag them on things and at them and things. And, you know, hopefully there's a good turnout and, you know, I, I make a good, you know, I get a, a lot of backers. Um, and, and it's just something that, you know, hopefully the book itself speaks for itself and they, and they see value in it. Um, the reason why I like boom is because they're, they're putting out these, these condensed mini series, you know, five, six issues, uh, at a time telling these condensed stories. And that's what illusion, which is to me, it's, you know, it's a movie, you know, it's yeah, a movie yeah. you would have gone to sit down and watch. Um, so, you know, so I'm telling that in, in, in kind of that, but there's also aftershock and behemoth and black yep. mask, you know, I'm going to go whore myself out, man. You know, like <laughs> I literally like, like you have no idea how bad I just want this, right? Like this is, like what I want is to be able to look at my life, right? 10, 15 years from now and say, okay, I'm able to say I created comic books and I'm able to sit down and turn on a TV show or a movie. And right before that thing starts, it says written by Ruben Romero. Like that's mm -hmm. it. Like that is my, besides raising my son and making sure he turns out to be like a way better human being than I can ever be. Like that is the other, you know, and making my wife happy because, you know, if you don't happy wife, happy don't, life, man. You know don't forget that. Don't forget. You got to do that. You, you got to do that. But it's right under those two. <laughs> right. It, right. Right underneath those two things is is just that goal. Right. Yeah. Like there's nothing else yeah. driving me every day. That's it. Like that is the only the only thing. Uh, so, you know, uh, that is what I'm putting into this book and what I'll continue to put into all my products is oh, that yeah. passion, that drive, that love for storytelling. So hopefully people respond to it, man. You know, it's just yeah. so hard being an indie guy because you don't have a lot of money to promote. You don't have a lot of, you know, you don't have a lot of anything. You just have a little bit of all of it mm -hmm. and you got to make do with what you've got and hope that, you know, the, the Kickstarter crowdfunding gods are with you and you <laughs> have a little bit of luck, but you know, if you work hard, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I'm watching it happen with my friends like Bob Sally uh, and a couple other guys, you know, Brian uh, Hawkins, like these guys, they've been just around as long as I have 2013, 14. Um, and they're just now, you know, making their debuts on, on, on their on publishers and, and making it, you know, out there, taking it to the next level. So it's just about tenacity and hard work, man. And that's what I'm trying to bring to the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
just for my edification, I guess, um, you named a lot of big names in comics, but did not mention the big two. Are they just unattainable goals? I mean, no. I mean, again, you have to work your way up. You know, guys like Robert Kirkman, uh, Joshua Williamson, you know, Nailbiter, The Walking Dead. uh, You know, those two guys, just just to name names that can just immediately be brought up in conversation um, within comic book circles right now. Those two guys, you know, they did that. They, they went from Marvel to DC, indie comics, you know, so there's, there's a level there where once you're recognized in the indie level and you're doing a good job on the indie level and you've, and your comic book, your story has been a success. Mm -hmm. um, There's a chance that you're going to get, you know, that call from Marvel or DC. Can you imagine? I mean, I can. That's this the is, thing. This like, is you know, Detective Comics. I would have showed <laughs> shit all over the inside of my pants. <laughs> right. Or, you know, because of my magic background, you know, if maybe they called and asked me to do a, a run on the uh, Justice League Dark, you know, like, oh. that would, you know, that would that wouldn't be a, a, a bad, you know, thing. But again, I don't want to pigeonhole myself to just magic. But sure. I, you know, I'd be I'd love to write Captain America or, or Miles Morales, you know, being a oh, Hispanic. Man you know, Venezuelan Cuban growing up in, you know, in that surrounding, I would love to bring my, my flavor to, uh, to, uh, to Miles Morales. Uh, so awesome. it's just one of those things where, yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. too much. No, keep too his, much. Keep his, keep, keep the Hispanics out of comics, please. <laughs> no, I was just going to say too much heartburn. Oh, too much heartburn. Oh, you. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Those, I went too dark, too far, right. Too far. All right. those, all those spices. All those spices, so all, spicy. All that Goya, all that Goya gets you. Um, Goya. But yeah, man. I mean, shit. You know, like definitely. Hopefully, I can. We can make enough noise. I can make enough noise as a writer to where the big two come calling, and that's that's definitely a dream, man. You know, they can put me on fucking Squirrel Girl at Marvel, and I'd be uh, happy. So, my daughter's obsessed yeah. with Squirrel Girl. It's all she reads is Squirrel Girl. I know um, that's like the bottom rung, but <laughs> but man, oh man. <laughs> She, nah, nothing wrong with Squirrel Girl, but you know what I'm saying? It's just it, it's it's that kind of thing where when you have that passion, you just don't care what you're doing. You just want to mm-hmm. you know tell a story. So that's that's awesome, man. Um, I I love I love hearing about your work. And, and it's just because you have so much passion, like you're not just telling us about your comic. You're like, you know, uh, what's what's the word you're not you're 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 kind of like living it to us live you know what i mean you're just pouring it out and i love that and that's why i can't wait to wait to read this comic dan did you have any last questions for ruben yes um ruben i was looking at the menu and the salsa (laughs) is it is it really spicy or is it more of a mild it's got jalapeno in it just so you know it's a a little bit of cayenne pepper you know, Ooh. like how racist would I be if at this whole time I just thought he was like a waiter at a Mexican. Oh, God, man. <laughs> or just Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Just the yeah, yeah. Oh, you speak Spanish. You must be. They're you brown. Speak Mexican. You brown speak equals Mexican. Mexican. Yes. Oh, my God. All right. Well, with that being said, Ruben, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, We absolutely can't wait. Um, When we come back, everyone's favorite part. Fuck you. We will be right back we will from the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you we're don't forget a towel.com 
your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. Okay, folks, welcome back. This is Critical Mass, and of course, it is now time for the Fuck You section. I got a lot of problems with you people. Very on cue. Just so good. Thank you, Frank. You're welcome. Oh, um, wait, Frank. Yeah. Let me just get this out of the way. I'm going to go first this time, and remember, go. I want everybody to follow my format. Um, I'm going to say a big fuck you to the older generations that refuse to learn technology. Uh, I may have brought this up before, but I'm getting so annoyed with this boomer generation that just gives up on learning new things. Um, it pisses me off. How, how many times during our youth did we hear from our parents and their generation? Don't give up. You know, you have to constantly be learning things, you know, this and that. Well, I tried to Venmo my dad. I Venmoed my dad at least three times before. And this time he fucked it up so bad. The app won't even work in his phone. Like it just goes black. I mean, he's had to delete it, redownload it, get new passwords. He thinks he could just call somebody and have it fixed. It's like, it's not, it doesn't work like that anymore. Dad. He's like, it, it, it's so convoluted. I go, Oh, it's convoluted. That's why billions of people use it. Cause it's convoluted. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm I'd like, I'd, I'd, this is, this is part of the new format. I'd like anybody who's old enough and, and who's old basically, and just doesn't understand technology in any way, shape or form. I'd like them to be put on a ship and I'd like that ship to be set on fire while they're still alive. <laughs> wow. And then slowly right. set off into sea. Angry. I, so that's, that's my fuck you. I love it, Dan. I got mine. Mine's right on the tip of my tongue. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to shoot it out all over your face and chesticles. That's what she said. So with that being said, um, my fuck you is to Ted Cruz specifically. Ted Cruz, I know you listen to the show, but we're done and we don't want you to listen to us anymore um, because you certainly aren't getting any smarter. Ted Cruz said that uh, Joe Biden cares more about the people in Paris than he does the people in Pittsburgh. Referencing, of course, the Paris Climate Agreement, um, which, you know, is nothing has nothing to do with the people of Paris. It just so happens that this climate agreement was signed in Paris. Yes, but do you think that he was being facetious? Like, do you think he understands the difference between a Parisian and people that were at the climate agreement no it's back to what you said before he's riling up a base right because ted cruz not only has no penis but he doesn't have a functioning brain mm -hmm. and what i want is for ted cruz this is what i want to happen to him i yes. want to go out into the what is it the hudson bay out in the north of canada canadia i want to yes. i want to strip him naked yeah. All right. I want to put him on one of those ice floats. Yeah. And just push it out into okay. Out into the bay. I just want to wave. Like I don't. There'd be no words. There wouldn't be you're any so, words. 
so visual. I'm just picturing this. I just bye, Ted. Like, yeah. I I know he's gonna die, and I just don't care. But I'm not killing him because I don't right. I don't want to do that. But we'll let nature take care of that. That's what I want if, to happen. If there's any polar bears left, they might maul him to death. But we're not sure anymore. And I think that being food for a nearly extinct polar bear is probably the most he's ever done for the world. Noble. <laughs> noble. Exactly. Very noble. Yes. So that's that's me. So, uh, Ruben, it was we're doing a new format. It's fuck you. And then you tell us what the punishment should be <laughs> for whoever you're saying your fuck you is to. God. Well, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think they should be punished. I just, you know, mine was very superficial. I was going to, you know, we're both collectors of yes. various things. Rare antiquities. Um, yes, rare antiquities. Um, you know, we like our Funkos, right? Do we not? We do. We, we do. Love them. So, you know, I've, <laughs> I've been trying to, of course, with all this passion and tenacity, you, you know, you got to invest in your dream and your goal. So all, you know, all funds for shenanigans, you know, they're out the door, you know, that's out yeah. the window. You can't, you know, that's a no go anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been doing pretty good. You know, I've been doing well. I haven't bought a Funko in a long time. It's hard. You know, it's, I feel, I feel like it's like Funko anonymous. I've been clean for like 180 days. <laughs> good um, for you. And you get and, a you know, Trump, you get a Trump coin. Fucking Trump coin. God damn it. Not another one. Um, this one's chocolate, Jimmy. Um, uh, so basically, uh, I'll, I'll wrap it up here. That, that was a long, lengthy wait to say fuck you to Funko because they just had the Funko Fair. And oh, I don't know, yeah. you know, Dan, you don't give three shits about this, right? Because you think you're fucking grown, right? You know. <laughs> You think just because you don't own a Funko Pop, you're better than us. But so well, you can not fucking listen. Yeah. You could just look at your phone. But Rocco, they just yeah. had the fucking Funko Fair. I right? saw and it. They just announced they announced the fucking Goonies. Yes. Cool fucking runnings. Yes. You know, they announced Bram Stoker's Dracula. I saw that. They come out with a bunch of, you know, they come out with Snape's fucking, but they got the audacity to come out with Snape's Patronus, you know. The Funko, new office uh, ones with the Dwight with the face mask from the second you know, season. All these wonderful things that I love, right? And they just know that yep. I can't resist, right? Yeah. So I go to my wife and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm going to have to buy these. And she's like, oh, but, you know, the comics. And I'm like, don't don't talk to me about that. No, the, <laughs> like, the comics are the just, comics are not negotiable. <laughs> yeah, that's part of that's my drive. OK, exactly. Daddy hasn't had any toys in a long time <laughs> and daddy's getting these toys. So, you know, fuck you to Funko for turning me into a little kid, you know, at just a random point in my life where like I'm trying to be more adult, you know, yes. trying to make better decisions. And, you know, but of course, you know. That's how life is. So fuck you, Funko. And the punishment, um, I hope that all, I hope you guys make a horrible shipping error and they, all the ones that I want end up at my front door for free. <laughs> that, that should be their punishment. It sounds like you have a serious sickness. Um, <laughs> you know, Dan. Let me just say this. I think, I think what's happening here is basically like an organized hoarding. Like, have you ever seen extreme hoarders where, like, they go yes. through they, they, all the shit and then, like, the, the person Those who guys. hosts the show is just like, why do you need this paper plate? And they're like, 
that means something to me because it was on September 3rd, 1983 that my dad <laughs> left and and that plate was what I was eating dinner on that night. So it that's a back that's a paper plate. I'm talking about sloth. You're talking wearing, about mold, you're talking about molded plastic. You know, totally different. Wearing his Superman shirt. You know, chunk data. But it means something to you. And they're gonna sit on the shelf. I mean, they're gonna be happy there, and I'm gonna be yeah, happy. Right. Yeah. It's you know? organized. It Looking looks- at your bare wall behind you, I can understand why your soul is just dude. <laughs> even, like dude, you just dude. have no soul. Look at you. What? That's so creepy. Is that where you make the human dolls? <laughs> Was somebody over there by the window staring at you? Seriously, Dad, your basement is in your terrifying. Basement? For real, that just looks like the Conjuring. Come back, Dan. I'm sorry. There you are. I... Are you? Dan, Dan didn't. Dan did not have a man cave at his old house. He had a man cage, and it was literally a cage he made out of pallets that like sectioned his bar off from the rest. So it looked like you were going into a cage. And just among the scary things, remember when we had that life-size Barbie doll when we were roommates, Dad? That thing was molested so many times. (laughs) Svetlana, I believe, was her name. That's something like that. We named her. Yes. We found her we found her on the side of the road. It was they call it a life-size Barbie doll. It was probably about three feet tall. And she had a raggedy blonde hair. And let me tell you, she got around. I hope you guys Lysol that thing. Oh, no, that's what started the coronavirus. (laughs) So, 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 uh, and on that note, on that note, note, Ruben, thanks so much for joining us today. We, we love you. No, I love you guys, man. man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I really do. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, final thoughts, Dan, you got anything? You know what? All I want to say is if you guys could just start a Kickstarter for me now, uh, I'm going to need bail money. Um, um, I got to go. Okay. Well, with that being said, um, oh, come on. Don't be so mean to Dan. Uh, <laughs> with, the, with that being said, um, thank you to our friends over at the Insensitive Culture Podcast. If you like podcasts and you like insensitive things and you have any type of culture, make sure that you're listening to them. Um, thank you over to the guys over at the Genesee Beard Company, always making your beards look uh, funky fresh. And, of course, everyone over at DFAT, don't forget a towel. Um, thank you for your support. We love you guys over there. Um, so make sure you check out their website for all your geekly news. And don't forget, um, the 28th, which is tomorrow, starts the Kickstarter for the Illusion Witch. I will have links at the bottom of your screen. So please click those there. Please empty your checking account to donate to this Kickstarter. Um, and that's that's all I got. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do what you want. All right, party on, Wayne. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.